Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. All right. Good morning and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. I'm Rachel Marshall and this is my co-host Bruce Wayner with me this morning. Bruce, good morning. Good morning, Rachel. Um, everybody knows how passionate I am about our guests, but this is one of a very valuable guests because this is, guest is going to bring us knowledge about something that um, a lot of people think they know about. I think it was Will Rogers that said it's not what you know uh, that is the bad part about it, but what, what you know that you think is so that just isn't so. And that's <laughs> what's going to happen today is we're going to clear up uh, things about reverse mortgages that people think they know about, and it's just not so. So this is an exciting uh, podcast for us today. Absolutely. Well, and thank you for that, Bruce. Today, we're going to be talking about if you're in a position where you want to find out how to get the most income with reverse mortgages and still have cash to replenish your estate and leave a legacy, how do you do that? So today, we're talking with Mike Stanley. And Mike, I'm going to introduce you in just a moment, but I want to first have you say hi to our audience this morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm Mike Stanley with Universal Mortgage, uh, Director of uh, Reverse Mortgage for Universal Division and uh, been in the uh, Reverse Mortgage Division for Reverse Mortgage Industry for about 12 years now, full time. Excellent. And Mike is just a wealth of knowledge about reverse mortgages. So today, if you are looking for strategies, maybe for yourself in the future, Maybe it's yourself right now, or maybe it's for your parent or a grandparent, or you just want to tuck away in the back of your mind a strategy to have additional income in the future. I mean, who doesn't want to make sure that they have that certainty of additional income? This is a episode for you. So if you want to increase income, especially during those later years, really understand how to get a permission slip to get more income with a reverse mortgage and gain control by having more financial options. You can boost your financial confidence and your stability both today and in the future. This episode is for you. Now, a little bit more about Mike. Mike has been, as you mentioned, in the, the reverse mortgage industry for the last 12 years. But even more than that, you've been in the mortgage industry since 1995 and yes. I'm uh, calculating here that is 25 years. So just a tremendous wealth of knowledge and experience in the mortgage industry. So you've also been a branch manager. You are a branch manager now of Universal mm -hmm. Mortgage and Finance. You live in Virginia Beach, Virginia, which is close by to me in Chesapeake. You've been married 35 years and you love spending time with your family, your son, your daughter, and you have a granddaughter as well. Absolutely, yes. Awesome. So Mike, let's go ahead and can you first just share with us, how did you get into the mortgage industry to begin with? And then how did that jump over into reverse mortgages? Well, basically, um, I started off, uh, I moved to Virginia Beach in 1984. I come from a, uh, here's a little something you might not know. I was a heavy equipment diesel mechanic for about 10 years where I moved to, uh, moved from the coal fields of Virginia, eastern part of Virginia, uh, western part of Virginia to here when the economy got bad there. And uh, my father-in-law was in the insurance business. And uh, so I got into, uh, I changed from the um, uh, heavy equipment industry into the um, uh, life insurance annuities and investment business. And that led me to the 
uh, mortgage business um, because a lot of my clients were saying, hell, you're helping me, you're helping me uh, with my financial needs. Now help me refinance my house, do debt construction, debt reconstruction, debt consolidation and things of that nature. So that led to looking at an avenue of uh, how to do that with equity. So back in, in 1990, I had a little company called IDR, which is Innovative Debt Restructuring, and I use mortgage uh, equity at that time to restructure debt. So one thing led to another, and basically in uh, 19, uh, about 2008, um, one of my former bosses uh, told me, he said, Mike, hey, you, why don't you learn to do reverse mortgages? And I kind of find it comical at this point in time. I said, look, I'm not taking advantage of old people. I just don't want to do it. And and I, I started researching in 2008 and found out about this phenomenal program called a home equity conversion mortgage, which is the legal name, the FHA insured name for what is now commonly known as a reverse mortgage. So that led me to where I am now and uh, my passion in working with um, uh, baby boomers and those p- professionals in that work with baby boomers or work with the senior market. So. I try to educate them on the benefits of reverse reverse mortgage or a HECM loan so that they can in turn uh, share with their, their clients and help them with their needs. And Mike, can you share as well, I know that you speak as well. You've spoken up and down the, the coast of the, the Eastern U.S. here. Mm-hmm. Um, share what some of your experience has been in terms of teaching other people about reverse mortgages, not just consumers or clients directly, but also CPAs you mentioned and people in the industry. Right, right. Well, m- my passion is is uh, I know how the product works. Um, uh, as as with uh, with a guest speaker and, and running the reverse mortgage division for a, a larger uh, mortgage company during the recruiting dinners, I would I would educate uh, the market leaders and the new people coming into the industry. Everyone's heard of a reverse mortgage. It's either um, They've heard something negative, and that's unfortunately about 60% in these days. But once they're educated, they go, we had no idea that this would happen. So I've spoken with, with uh, uh, large, I've spoken with, did a seminar with the uh, number one largest uh, Keller Williams agency in North and South Carolina, showing them how to do a reverse purchase. People don't understand that you can purchase a home with a reverse mortgage. I've spoken to large Merrill Lynch agencies uh, in Chesapeake. They had the... Uh, 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 CPA um, seminars that does the CE credits for CPAs. I was a guest speaker at uh, for 300 CPAs and educating them on on leveraging equity. Equity is the most underused uh, asset that that uh, baby boomers have these days. It's sitting there. It's not earning them anything, but yet they are uh, not leveraging it properly to help supplement retirement, supplement healthcare costs. Uh, Again, downsize into a house that uh, better meets their current uh, retirement needs and goals. So I've spoken with CPAs, realtors, financial planners, elder law attorneys, uh, owners of corporations uh, that does insurance and investment portfolios and things of that nature. So uh, my job is to educate uh, professionals on how to leverage uh, almost $7.2 trillion in equity setting in baby boomers' homes. And the thing about it is we're going to leverage it to them, in most instances, income tax-free. So uh, instead of them having to dig in, like the crisis we have today, people are digging into their portfolios 
and at eight, 70, 80 cents on the dollar because they're having to pay taxes on it when they could take it from this uh, income tax-free. So, well, Mike, uh, Mike, that's a great point. And, and actually, it's, a, it's a, even a, a, a greater point for uh, another podcast is not only your point is well taken, but they're also accessing these dollars when it's down. And it's called sequence of return risk. Absolutely. It's much more difficult for these, um, these portfolios to, rec- to recover when you're actually accessing money off of them during, during that particular time. So that's, that's a wonderful point that you're making. Another great point you, uh, people don't think about is it's also a good way to delay taking your social security. And when you delay, Very much. when you delay taking your social security, you are actually getting a guaranteed 8% step up, uh, simple interest. Um, and it's a great strategy if you're trying to take care of a loved one because, um, the, 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 uh, upper, um, breadwinner would be, have a greater, um, benefit from social security and it's and the more you delay it then you that's going to get passed on to the surviving spouse so great points mike and we really appreciate you uh, pointing those things out tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the reverse mortgage uh, the actual nuts and bolts of it what options are available okay basically um just to get real simple on a reverse mortgage um, and a reverse mortgage is like I spoke about a little bit earlier. It's, it's like a life annuity, except you've, you've paid into this life annuity in mortgage payments for your entire life. That annuity now is called equity in your home. Uh, we will lend you a percentage of the equity in your home based on your life expectancy or the life expectancy of the youngest two of a couple. So uh, based on life expectancy, we can, we can basically leverage most time by about 50 to 55% of the equity in a home based on someone in their um, 72, 73 years of age. So if they have $150,000 or $300,000 house, we can basically leverage 150000 of that to them. So to use for, to supplement retirement, to set aside um, or to support um, money that they didn't when they, they didn't take out long-term care. Um, those type of things. It's, it's, uh, but with a reverse mortgage, you have, you have basically, uh, about four options. You can do a lump sum. You can take the uh, maximum available to you at, based on your age. You can, uh, leave, um, you can also do what we call a line of credit. Most people are not familiar with a line of credit. A line of credit is like a HELOC at a bank, except with your line of credit, if, uh, Let's say you, we give you a hundred, you have 150,000 available to you. You take 50,000 to pay off your mortgage. So you freed up your mortgage payment. Now you have a hundred thousand dollars sitting there. It's an emergency line of credit. Uh, and, uh, what we like to call standby line of credit. Mm. And the thing about it is if we're charging you 4% on your 50,000, what most people don't understand is your line of credit is growing at 4% compounding annually income tax free. So where if you had a HELOC, at the end of 10 years, your draw period would be over and you would still have the same amount you started with. With this, it's guaranteed that we can never touch that HELOC, I mean, that line of credit. So it's going to grow at 4%. So on Mike, rule Mike, 70, explain, explain to them why it grows at 4%. It's a, it's a unique feature. That's, it's our, the IRS and FHA have come up with a, a formula stating that this is, this is your equity. And it's like having a credit card. If you, if you have a $5,000 limit on a credit card and you make your payments all the time, all of a sudden they're offering you $10,000. They're 
because it's basically it's equity there and it's designed for future needs or emergencies. Now it is growing with the, with the value of the house, but this right. is a separate, this is, you're not only getting the growth of the uh, anticipated inflation and growth of the, of the house, but you're also, your money is actually growing at 4% income tax free. So at the end of 10 years, when your draw period would be over on a HELOC, now you've got the hundred thousand plus. So now you basically will have a hundred to 125,000 because of the 4% growth and the compounding annually. And the thing about it is it can never be taken away from you. At any point in time in the future you need it, you basically pick up the phone, make a phone call, or your, or your power of attorneys, those over people who have, uh, you know, can't make those decisions for themselves mm-hmm. anymore. And you say, say, well, we need $18,000 for a new roof or, an, or something. And they simply wired it out of the line of credit into the, uh, into the, into their um, checking account within three days and that money is theirs and it's all income tax free money. Now, Mike, one of the reasons I believe you're the expert. One of the reasons I believe that the banks can do this is because they're not lending you your entire amount of equity. Right. So they right. do. So I, I'm bringing this point up for our listeners because a lot of people say, well, that sounds too good to be true. Well, it's not too good to be true. It's actually just good sound money habits uh, that both the bank and you have done. So, uh, they have not. You have not in a more, uh, reverse mortgage have actually lent the entire equity out. So there is still a cushion there for, for the for the bank to secure its collateral. And then, as you also mentioned, there's uh, projected growth of the value of the home, which is also going to increase the equity. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that's two ways. What are some other uh, the two other? Well, ways? There, there's there is another way. What we call a tenure. T-E-N-U-R-E, and it's basically, it's a life annuity. Uh, let's assume that someone is 75 years of age. They have uh, $100,000 uh, available to them. They can either, like I said, leave it, and they can take it in a lump sum. They can leave it in a line of credit and let it grow, or they can basically do a tenure, which is a life annuity. Basically, we're going to say, based on age 77 and 100000 there, we're going to give you $840 a month for the rest of your life, not till you turn 85 or whatever. It is a true life annuity. So if you live at age 100 and you've used up your pool, it's still guaranteed to pay out you $800 a month. And then they have what we call a term payment, which is basically, okay, someone says, Mike, you know, $800 is, is good, but I really need about $1,000 a month. So we basically recalculate that pool of money that we have based on that pool of money still growing again, like the 4%, like it would be on your, on your line of credit. We'll take that 4% and, and, and say, okay, we were going to give you 800 for the rest of your life. Now we're going to give you a thousand dollars a month for 10 years and six months. We'll calculate how long it will last. And therefore they have a term payment. Um, so now we can, we can basically, it's a, when I work with financial advisors and CPAs and elder law attorneys, they tell me what their client needs, and I structure a program that meets those exact needs to the best possible. So, Mike, I love that you said that as well. This is not a one-size-fits-all. This mm-hmm. is not a only one option. This is absolutely custom-tailored to exactly the amount of equity you have in your house, your age, and your specific needs. Go ahead, Bruce. Mike, that's kind of like a period certain. Um, right. Correct. Correct. Absolutely. Let's let's go back and emphasize something with the tenure. So you're actually giving them a a lifetime uh, uh, payment, but 
uh, if they did already have, they, if they still, it's not already, if they still had a mortgage payment that you used to pay off, you're actually, you don't have your mortgage payment and you have a lifetime payment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you might want to comment a little bit on that. A, a client here, a client here in Virginia Beach, I just, I just dealt with uh, Vietnam veteran, him and his wife, he's 75, 70, she's 70, he's 75, she's 74. And they were just scared to death of a reverse mortgage, even though their financial advisor from New York Life had suggested that they talk to me and their son suggested they talk to me. So I spoke with them, um, found out the house is worth about $330,000. They owed $140,000 on it. So basically, once we talked to them, we were able to, um, at, at the time of closing, we paid off the mortgage, which freed up $1,100 in mortgage payments. We were able to take uh, the other uh, about forty thousand dollars I had available to them and set up a a, a tenure payout of about three hundred dollars a month. So in essence, not were they not getting the three hundred? They were getting the three hundred dollars a month income tax free uh, as long as they live in the house. They were actually keeping eleven hundred dollars a month in their pocket that was mm -hmm. not going out. So now they had a net effective positive impact on themselves of $1,400 a month. Which now, let's just translate that, that's $1,400 of cash flow that you didn't have before the reverse mortgage. So if you're thinking, I want to stop expenses or stop something from flowing out, that's gonna increase your cash flow. If you're also gonna increase your income, that's increasing your cash flow. So now, yes, you're saying the positive net impact to them, $1,400 per month additional, and this was just by utilizing and leveraging that reverse mortgage or that equity that had the, already built up in the house. The equity they had in their house. Basically, they, they paid it. It's the reason I call it, it's I call it a, 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 more, a reverse mortgage. It's, it's not technically, but it's like an annuity that you paid into. If you paid into an annuity for the last 40 years or 30 years like you did your house, and now you're sitting on top of 150000 in an annuity, why would you not use it? Mm -hmm. The children don't want the homes anymore. The children would much rather for their parents to live comfortably during their retirement and number two, when there is an emergency, the funds to take care of the parents is no longer coming from the children's pocket. So it's no longer affecting their retirement planning and the amount of money that they will have in their retirement because they're not having to spend three or $400 a month to help su supplement mom and dad's shortfall in, in income or health needs or whatever. Which I like that you mentioned that as well, just because that keeps, not that we should keep generations isolated in their financial life, but if you think about taking care of yourself financially and not having to have additional outflow go to take care of your parents or the, the generation above you or the generation behind you, if each generation is self-sufficient, how much more stable can the whole entire financial economy be for the whole family across generations? Go ahead, Bruce. Mike, uh, talk a little bit about um, the, the earliest you can start a reverse mortgage. Uh, talk about the taxes and insurance responsibility, upkeep responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then talk about um, uh, a person leaving the house, one or both of the, of the people actually leaving the house for such as, well, one obviously would be death, but then the other may be to a long-term care facility. Okay. First of all, with a reverse mortgage, if you are a borrower, you have to be 62 years of age. Uh, there are some instances where the, the spouse is younger. They now have what they call a, a non-borrowing spouse. So a spouse can um, 
achieve the benefits of a reverse mortgage. So if the husband was 65 and the spouse was 60, you could still do the loan on the 65 year old and the benefits would still carry on to the spouse as far as living in the house. So basically you have to be 62 years of age. You have to have ample equity in the house or sufficient equity in the house to, um, to, to get a percentage of the equity to, to help take care of you. Uh, you live in the house for as long as you, as long as you live, one of the two lives in the house, the reverse mortgage would continue on. Now, if one of them uh, had to go into rehab or assisted living or something of that nature, as long as the other one is still living in the house, then there is uh, the, the, the reverse mortgage continues. The home equity conversion mortgage continues. So they would continue to get the monthly income. But here's the thing about it is, Bruce, in most instances, since this is equity, which is borrowed money, not earned income, it's income tax free. And in a lot of instances, as long as even when someone has a, I want to say this very carefully, when somebody has Medicaid, not Medicare, as long as they pull out a monthly draw, as we talked about a monthly tenure before, as long as they spend it down below the $2,000 threshold limit, that draw and the line of credit they have does not affect Medicaid. Most people don't understand that. I've done one mm-hmm. for, for a lady down in, in Suffolk. Uh, she had a ninth, I gave her a $9,000 line of credit and she was able to have someone come in and, and from Medicaid help take care of her two extra days a week that she was paying for now by using the equity in her home. Now, once someone late, once both parties leave the house, at that point in time, the loan becomes due. So it's not a 10-year loan or a 15 or 20 or 30-year loan. It's as long as one of the two borrowers, or as if an individual or a couple, as long as one of those two is living in the house as their primary residence. Now, if they go into rehab for six months, and we can see where they were checked out of rehab, the doctor says, you can come back home and you're going to stay two weeks, and then you had to go back to rehab again, then what we call the one-year clock starts over. You have, if you leave the house for uh, medical needs or anything of that nature, at the end of one year, then the house, uh, then the loan is actually due at that point in time, when one of the two can no longer live as a primary residence. Uh, with that being said, if they go to rehab and come back out and live at home for si- for six weeks and have to go back, a brand new one year clock starts all over again. That actually gives a lot of peace of mind then, especially if you're in a situation that maybe is a little tenuous and you're not sure you're going to live in the home. You don't have to make that decision right away. And the bank is not going to close this reverse mortgage option for you right at that time. What does happen if you then are out of the house and that that one year clock has started and now you're still out of the house, you're still in assisted living or somewhere else what happens at that point with the house? Basically at that point in time, once they're no longer living in the house as their primary residence, then after 90 days, uh, basically the servicer or FHA, ultimately the FHA uh, guarantees these loans. So at that point in time, in 90 days, they're going to say, hey, you no longer live in the house. We need to start looking at how you're going to pay back the initial loan amount, the principal amount, and the accumulated interest at that time. So if we... Uh, and and the, and this, Rachel say it was your parents and and now you say you're they're contacting you and you say okay well I would like to buy the house and I'm looking to get financing available to me so that I can pay back just what's owed not the value of the house 
So if they owe 150 on a $200,000 house, the only thing you need to do is pay back the 150. So you're buying the house at 75% of market value. So you're getting the equity. As long as you are trying to get finances or anybody's trying to get finances to pay off those loans, the principal and interest, or if you have it legitimately listed with a real estate agent, legitimately trying to sell the property, then you can get, uh, then you can get, um, extensions you get a from 90 days it goes to 180 and then you can go up to one year so you have the the heirs or the estate has up to one year as long as they're meeting the guidelines and trying to actually satisfy that debt before it will actually be foreclosed on by fha okay okay so if we're in a position now where let's take the the situation to move on and say i I'm the person with the reverse mortgage mm -hmm. and I have exercised any one of these options and now I pass away. Mm -hmm. What happens then to my kids or well, to anyone and, who's coming after me? Well, if that's a unique thing about it is with the non-recourse feature, if the house, well, in any instances, even if, even if the kids didn't want the house, they didn't try to sell it. FHA actually steps in and sells it for whatever they can get for it. If there's any equity left over, let's assume that you owe 150 and it's worth 200, but FHA only sells it for 80, that's still 30,000 above and beyond what is needed to meet the, the payoff. So that other 30,000 still goes to the heirs. Mm. But if there is no equity in the house and they're upside down on the property, FHA will sell the house, get what they can from it, and at that point in time, the heirs are relieved of any shortage on the house that would normally be required on a traditional loan. If you do a traditional loan at this point in time and the, uh, and it, it, they do what they call a short sale, uh, they will allow you to do a short sale. But the unfortunate part, if you sell it for $30,000 less in, you know, than, than the loan amount, you don't have to, the IRS actually comes and taxes you on that 30,000 as income next year when you didn't even get any income. But mm -hmm. since this is a non-recourse loan, it states that you, the, the borrowers, the heirs, or the state are never responsible for any shortage. Even, a, even, if they, even if the loan amount is less than what's owed, anybody can buy it for 95% of the appraised value. So if, if, if your parents owed 150, I mean, owed 200, and it was worth 150 at the time it's foreclosed on, you could buy it for 95% of the 150 and the difference between the 150 and what's owed to the 200 is forgiven because of the upfront FHA premium that's calculated into the closing costs on these, on these products. Excellent. So I think, I think the number one most important thing to realize here is that if you have equity in your home, which more than likely you do just on the nature of having paid mortgage payments over a period of time, most people have a, kind of a backstop or this um, thing in their back pocket that can provide them with a lot of financial options that maybe you really haven't thought of before in that type of capacity. Now, uh, Mike, you've shared several stories with me as well of people being able to use um, these mortgages successfully. Can you share with us, you, you shared one just now that was somebody who was able to not only free up the 1100 per month, plus also... Um, that they were paying plus also get income of 300 per month. Can you share stories of anyone else who maybe achieved a different financial goal with a reverse mortgage? 
Um, again, the one lady who, the one lady who I gave her the, uh, the line of credit and she used it on a monthly draw to pay for additional medical. She was, uh, she was wheelchair bound and her, uh, her grandson stayed with her and worked to help and took care of her, but he had to work during the day. So they used that equity, uh, those, those monthly draws to, instead of Medicare was paying for, uh, three days a week for somebody to come in and spend three half days with her. Ray would extend that to five half days because she now had those funds to take care of that. Um, mm. That's one situation. A second situation is where we had a, uh, a client that, that again needed to do some debt consolidation. They had found themselves with all the equity that they needed, uh, but they were, they were in debt with other obligations. And um, when, the, when the daughter came in, uh, of course, I, I always bring in the family members and talk with them because I want everybody to know what's going on because it's not only is it a big uh, burden relief for the, for the, uh, for the borrowers sometimes, it's also for the children because uh, children have no idea what kind of situations their parents has gotten themselves in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The a little lady down in Suffolk, bless her heart, she's, she, when I came there, she only had one, like the heat was turned down real low. She only had one light on in the house because she was, she was, she was maxed out. And when I talked to her daughter, her daughter said, mom, you can't owe more than probably what thousand dollars on your credit cards. She said, no, honey, I owe $18,000 and mm. I'm going, I'm going $200 a month upside down on credit cards just to make minimum payments on my credit cards. Mm. So we were able to pay her, pay it off for her, uh, restructure her debt for her, uh, gave her $90,000 at closing. She paid off the, the, the mortgages. I mean, the, the credit card debts and things of that nature had a $60,000 cushion. And when I went back to SAR, she said, um, I went back to SAR and she, and she, you know, the house was, the heat was on. She had fixed the heat pump in the house. And, and it's kind of rewarding for me because I deal with both ends of the spectrum, those who have a real need and those who just want to leverage the assets that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, she said, look at my car, Mr. Stanley. And I said, what about it? And she said, I've got new tires on my car. I can go to the doctor. Before her, her she couldn't even, she couldn't buy new tires to get a state inspection to go to the doctor. So mm. we deal with people like that. We deal with, I deal with a lady the other day who, who uh, lives in an $800,000 home, has no mortgage payment. She just wanted to take 485000 of her equity. She took 200000 and bought a summer home a little summer condo in, uh, in Florida. She lives down there during the winter months and she's got, she took 200,000 up here to, uh, uh, to uh, about 80,000 to remodel her home and her bedroom and bathroom and stuff. She did not actually, those are the kind of people you say they don't need a reverse mortgage, but it, she said, I've worked hard all my life. I've taken care of my kids all my life mm-hmm. and I'm going to enjoy the fruits of my labor with a summer home in Florida and and a uh, and my home here I live in Virginia Beach. It's going to be to the lifestyle that I want it to be. So um, it's just you can do so much with income tax free money. That's the thing. Borrowed money is non taxable, so therefore it's income tax free in most instances. Always check with your tax advisor. I'm not a tax advisor or consultant. <laughs> yes, no, that's great. And I love that you mentioned the tax implications as well, um, just because I think that is a tremendous benefit for anyone, especially who is trying to make sure that they maybe stay down in a specific tax bracket and not go bump up into an additional tax bracket where this would not do that for them. 
Right, right. Well, most people don't understand that once you, once your income level reaches a certain level, you're charged more. Uh, your your taxability on your Medicare, Medicaid, Medicare, and in different Social Security levels because you have more assets now that you income wise, retirement wise. Um, if you start drawing on your assets, it, it throws you into a different tax bracket. So. Now people could take a smaller amount, as you were talking about a while ago, Bruce, if they stay under, I think it's $43,000 a year as a couple, they don't have to pay taxes on their Social Security uh, on, on outside income. So now they may stay at forty-three and draw another 20000 a year from the equity in their home. They have 63000 but now they're getting their Social Security 100% income tax-free because it didn't max out that threshold. Great so there's strategy. so much you can do with it as far as leveraging your assets and things of that nature. Yeah, you were, and what you were referring to is the surcharges that as of 2017, the federal right. government has put an additional surcharge on your Medicare Part B and Part D. Correct. You go uh, up to a certain income level, and, and this way uh, a person could actually still maintain a higher um, uh, income but not get into those surcharges. Great, great, great strategy. So thanks for pointing that out. Yes, sir. Uh, what about the talk a little bit about the certification of somebody that is doing reverse mortgages? Because now it is a specific certification uh, process for mortgage lenders that want to do reverse mortgage. Yes, and in in, in, mo in most states you have to meet the requirements of uh, uh, of um, NMLS. You have to be NMLS certified mortgage lenders association. Uh, so we have to be in compliance with our licensing there. But in some states like North Carolina and Massachusetts, uh, Tennessee, Utah, and some other states, you have to have a specific uh, reverse mortgage license to do those in certifications. There are certifications for individuals like myself uh, that you can get what they call a certified reverse mortgage specialist or uh, CRUMP, C-R-U-M-P, professional. Uh, those are certifications you can pick up. I'm now working on my certification to be a certified reverse mortgage purchase specialist dealing with uh, with realtors who carry the SRES, Senior Real Estate Specialist um, certification who deal with uh, do, who deal with realtors uh, when they're um, realtors who deal with seniors who are looking to downsize and move and things of that nature. Um, I have the honor of uh, the Hampton Roads Real Estate Association here. They do a SRES certification for realtors. And when it comes to the alternative financing part, uh, the individual who uh, does those training has me come in and talk about the reverse purchase. So I get I get to talk firsthand to 12 to 15 realtors a quarter and, and teach them on the benefits of a reverse purchase. Um, if you don't mind, I'll talk a little bit about the reverse purchase. Yeah, no, uh, I was actually going to ask if you could comment on that. I know that maybe you're working on the certification still, but I would love to hear well, more yeah, about it's, that. It's just, it's just an additional certification. Like I said, I've, um, I've been doing this. I've, I've talked, uh, on panels and things before, but again, what I do, of course I do all the loans and everything of that nature, but basically I work, my clients are CPAs, financial advisors, elder law attorneys, and realtors. What most people don't understand, let's take the same scenario a while ago. We had, uh, uh, that couple had a house worth 300,000 and we could lend them 150, which means we're giving them 50% of the equity in the home. Now, same scenario. Let's say the couple has a $300,000 house. They're 75 years of age. It's a two-story, four-bedroom, 
quarter acre of grass and they just can't meet that lifestyle anymore. It just doesn't meet their lifestyle anymore. So now they can take and sell their home for $300,000. And let's hypothetically say that they clear 150, or they clear the full 300. So on a reverse refi, if, you, if we can give you 50%, we can also finance 50%. So on a $300,000 house sold, for them to buy a new $300,000 condo, they only had to put down $150,000. So they sold their house for 300, they bought a new condo for a 300, and they still have 150,000 of the equity from the sale of their house left over to supplement their retirement or anything else they want to with it. So people are downsizing into homes that meet their needs and are keeping probably 45 to 55 to 60% of the equity from selling the home in their pocket and still living in a brand new home. Now, the thing about it is with a reverse purchase or a reverse refinance, it's still an FHA insured loan. So they are required to pay property taxes, homeowners insurance, and any dues associated with that property, like a homeowners association or a condo. So they don't make any principal or interest payments, but they are still responsible for their monthly property taxes, homeowners insurance, and any condo fees they may have. So we're we're leveraging people that they sell a home for 250, I sell a home for 300, buy another home for 300 and keep half that money in Mm -hmm. their pockets, which I suggest that any financial advisor should be teaming up with a senior real estate specialist realtor and vice versa, because someone's going to have someone that needs to sell the home and then Mm -hmm. their advisor needs to know about it so they can help them use that additional income or actually equity because income is taxable. So the equity, now they can use that to offset specific needs so they can downsize, have a brand new home and still have 150 or half their equity left Mm -hmm. over to supplement retirements, medical needs, healthcare costs, or whatever. And let me just emphasize this. um, And they don't have a monthly mortgage principal and interest payment. Correct. Correct. Which means their cash flow has increased in addition to having the cash on hand. The, ca- the cash flow is, is increased by the principal limit, principal and interest payment they're not making, mm-hmm. plus the remaining ca- equity they had in their house. So, again, you're talking 150 and probably another thousand a month in cash flow that they're not spending. So, I'm doing. I'm actually dealing with a realtor right now <coughs> who, who asked me to come talk to his client. They were they're selling their house for, I think, six hundred thousand dollars. And they were going to clear 350. They wanted me to talk to them about, and they wanted to buy another house for $450,000. So they were, they were going to clear 350. They were going to put 100% of it down. And then they were going to have to still take another $100,000 loan during retirement to pay for this new home they're moving into. Well, what I did is show them how to do the reverse purchase. The $450,000 house they're buying at their age or 78. So instead of the three hundred thousand they want to put down, they only had to put down two hundred thousand. So they got a new four hundred fifty thousand dollar house. <coughs> pardon me for two hundred fifty two hundred thousand down, and kept one hundred fifty thousand in their pocket. So they are just ecstatic. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure. So definitely, just really powerful way to um, really make sure that you're increasing your 
control in your financial life. I do, before we leave today, and, and we just have a, a short amount of time left, if somebody said, okay, this sounds good, but what are the risks of using a reverse mortgage? Could you just speak to that real briefly? And I'm sure that you get this question a lot from somebody who says, hey, it sounds like, you know, I, I'm not sure that I want to take on a risk. Is there risks? Is there, so talk about that from the perspective of the person who is in the home taking the reverse mortgage and also to their heirs or their kids who would be inheriting the house or, or um, being able to receive the legacy in the estate that passes on. Um, the biggest thing about the reverse mortgage that the biggest negatives I get is number one, they think that the bank owns the house, which the bank does not own the house. It's a lien against an FHA insured lien against a property. It's like any other FHA insured, except the equity in the house is standing good for the future interest payments that will be made. We only, you only pay back the principal that you borrow and the interest one time when you leave the house. So there is an upfront cost. The, the upfront cost is uh, uh, quite a bit more than, um, I won't say quite a bit more, it's about four and a half to six percent of the purchase of the price or the value of the home. So okay. the, thing, the thing about it is, uh, most people, you, you all, I always hear people say, well, my aunt, my aunt lost her home in Arizona <clears throat> to a reverse mortgage. Well, the aunt lost her home in Arizona because she didn't pay her property taxes and she just happened okay. to have a reverse mortgage. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, if anything goes wrong with the re anything goes wrong with the property and they had a reverse mortgage, it's a reverse mortgage's fault, mm. <clears throat> which most instances not. But uh, so that type of thing you look at, and they just ha kids have to know that their equity is being used in the house is a living benefit for the their parents while they're living there. Yes, you may give up a little bit of equity in your house mm -hmm. when you inherit it, but think of all the benefits it provided for your your parents while they were living with the extra equity that they had or the payments they weren't making or especially for the kids. When I talk to financial advisors, I say your best referral source for reverse mortgages are people between 45 and 55 years of age. What's going to happen to mom and dad mm -hmm. and how am I going to take care of it? And what's this going to cost me for my retirement portfolio? Right. Right. So, so you're saying that basically the, the only main concern would be then if the equity is used up through a, rever a reverse mortgage, then the children or the, the generation that is receiving the estate may have a smaller amount that they're receiving. Right. So, uh, so is there any other risks that you would say, or would that be the number one thing that you would want to be aware of? It's pretty much the number one thing you want to be aware of that they're going to they're going to have a little bit less equity in the house. The heirs are going to have a little, sometimes a little ec less equity in the house, <clears throat> but you got to balance off. Uh, now, if mom and dad did a reverse mortgage or a home equity mortgage and they had a hundred fifty thousand dollars in the pocket, I've actually seen a, a parent who did a reverse mortgage and took the equity in her house and divided among their kids and settled her estate with her kids while she was living. Mm. So they got a percentage of the equity in a home to help them supplement their retirement, to help put grandkids through college and things of that nature, while mom still lived in the home with no mortgage payments. And the kids actually got the benefits of the equity of the home. So there's just oh, interesting. so much you can leverage. And like you talked about before, if, if, <clears throat> if mom and dad are, if mom is, uh, is or the, the one is there, if they're insurable or if they have a life insurance, 
uh, lots of times we'll see people that will take out a, uh, a a life insurance policy from the portfolio from the reserves, so that when they pass away, that life insurance pays back the reverse mortgage balance, mm-hmm. and the, the life insurance was funded through the equity in the house, which is earning nothing at the point in time. So they had leveraged unutilized um, assets to pay off the reverse mortgage. So they got the house back free and clear and any, any in, uh, life insurance that was left over. So there's as many ways you can think to use uh, assets, equity uh, for, um, for baby boomers and their children. It's mm-hmm. again, it's 7.2 trillion in equity right now. And basically you were talking about a while ago, of those 65 and older, 60% have their houses paid for free and clear. Just you know, a little just, statistic. Yeah, I just really appreciate you sharing that. And the I wanted to bring up as well that if somebody has life insurance, and most specifically whole life insurance, because that's the type of product that you can guarantee is going to have a death benefit payout. So in this position, if the if mom and dad had whole life insurance, and even if they are using up that equity in the home, the life insurance death benefit is going to be what pays to the children afterwards. And that is going to replenish what maybe the equity in the house would have been the legacy or the estate. And the life insurance is able to do that job. So you can free up that equity to know that you can use that for the parents to benefit most tremendously. And I think that's just another strategy of being able to increase income and peace of mind and just financial security and be able to have that solid ground of certainty beneath your feet. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how would they do that to find out more about reverse mortgages? And I want you to specifically mention the calculators that you guys have available as well. Yeah. Well, we have some reverse mortgage calculators that are available on our website, but <clears throat> truly uh, the best way to reach out to me is, is, uh, is by my, my cell phone or text me on my cell phone. Uh, 757-646-4147. Being in this industry and working with people all over the United States, I answer my phone as long as as I'm awake uh, because I deal with people on the East Coast and California and things of that nature. So 757-646-4147, Mike Stanley, and uh, be more than glad to to, uh, just educate find out what your needs are, see if you qualify for how much you qualify, what you're trying to design a program for, and how we can help you supplement that. One other thing I'd like to mention really quick, not only do we have now have the HECM loan, a home equity conversion mortgage, uh, there is a new product out there called a jumbo reverse mortgage or portfolio product. It's not backed by FHA, but it has all the FHA guarantees. And this loan will pay out up to $4 million in closing. I just did one for a lady in Georgia. Her financial advisor called me. <clears throat> she spent seven hundred thousand on a on a plot on a lot of land, and eight hundred thousand on a house. One point five million, and then she got worried that she did, couldn't live on the other million that she had left over. Uh, different different clientele, different total needs, but with the new jumbo reverse mortgage, we were able to give her one point one seven million at closing. Now he called me the other day and told me that because we were able to do that. Since the stock market crashed, she went into a call situation where she would have had to have paid three or four hundred thousand dollars on a call on some of her notes. Mm. And she would have been destitute if we had not done the gave her the one point one seven million dollars. So we can wow. help people. We can help people from who need to pay off a car and uh, fifty thousand dollar mortgage up to somebody wants to leverage uh, a, a, a larger home and. Uh, 
and use that asset for business allocations, uh, sell off the business to their children. It's just, um, it's a, it's an amazing product that people know very, very little about. And that's my job to try and educate people and help them. Absolutely. Well, here, knowledge is power. And so if you are interested in finding out more, we would want to talk with you as well. So here is what to do today. If you're looking at saying, what is the best move to ensure this strategy is an option for you to be able to have whole life insurance with a guaranteed death benefit, that is going to be one of the things that is going to set you ahead of the curve to make sure that you can absolutely utilize a reverse mortgage and be able to have the same legacy or even a greater legacy pass on to your kids. So that would be the first step. And then absolutely reach out to Mike as well. And we'll make sure that we have your website in the show notes as well. Can you just name um, your website as well for someone listening today? It's www.umafi.com. It stands for Universal Mortgage and Finance Incorporated. www.umafi.com. Absolutely. Perfect. So that is great. Now, thank you, Mike, so much. I think we've really been very eye-opening in this episode today to show the options for using a reverse mortgage. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us, the options to be able to just increase your your financial footing and increase your cash flow, increase your income, and really be able to have financial options. So thank you so much for just giving us that knowledge and education. Now, Rachel and Bruce, thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. And if you are listening today, thank you for tuning in. If you like these conversations about increasing your financial control and certainty so that you have peace of mind, confidence, and the ability to prosper regardless of what's happening in the economy all around you, please rate and review us on iTunes. That gives us an opportunity to get in front of more people like yourself who want cash flow and financial certainty and control. Now, thank you so much. And in closing, please remember success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd, and build a life and business you love. Discover the secret of how to earn a return on the same money in two places at the same time so that you can strengthen your investment returns. We've created a free guide for you that explains the top three things every investor needs their privatized banking system to do. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash banking, put in your name and primary email address, Click the send my free guide button right now and we'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on the moneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at the moneyadvantage.com. Or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Kalos Capital Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management Incorporated and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Kalos Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.